Union Management are an agency founded in 2015. They provide their actors with a bespoke client-to-client approach. They encourage their partners to treat themselves like a business and have strong connections with the industry in America. We spoke to head agent Danny Steele, who is also an actor. Hello, Danny. How are you this evening? I'm good, Matt. I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me on. Not a problem. Thank you so much for um, giving up your time this evening and imparting onto us all the knowledge that you have gained with, with your time in the industry. So we've been really looking forward to talking sure. to you. Thank you. Yes. Perfect. I'm looking um, forward to it too. Oh, brilliant. That's fantastic. Well, can we start out really by just um, you telling us a bit about your professional career to date and what led mm. you into becoming an agent as well as an actor? Oh, it's it's really funny. Um, in my early twenties, I trained. Um, I trained as a nurse, and then, and then I left the profession, uh, and I worked part time in a commercial uh, in a commercial um, agency, and I kind of enjoyed that. And I went. I lived in. Um, I lived in this country, but also then I moved over to the US for a little bit and just. Did a lot of traveling and worked at another commercial agency in the US. And then when I came back, I thought, oh, I quite like this. I quite like working with a bunch of people. So then I um, I started working at uh, Independent Talent and a few other um, larger agencies as well. Um, and then I went into uh, voiceover and also casting. I was, I, was, I was a casting assistant with certain casting directors. And um, then I set up. I set up the company in 2014 um, under a different name, under the name of Comedy Actors London. And then and then about six months later, then I changed it to Union Management. And we've been flying ever since. Um, I took a year out sabbatical to retrain as an actor. And yeah, I, I just really enjoy where I am right now because I use all the, all the areas of the industry, casting, uh, production, um, agenting. Um, you know, we... we Union is a is a um, kind of I describe it as a small bespoke agency. We don't have that many partners on our books, um, but actually, so we kind of operate a little bit more like a manager. We have a, we have a good manager's mindset. So our agency operates in a kind of long term, long term for the actor, basically. So yeah, amazing. Mm. How do you how do you balance your two career paths? Do you ever see yourself fully committing to one, or do you just flip both sides of the coin yeah yeah that's a really good question um i flip i flip both sides of the coin in fact i also have other career paths too um so right. I, <laughs> I just have I, I just have very good staff and you know um certainly since we started and certainly in the last couple of years unions really um kind of uh, you know the, you know the reputation has really um, increased. Uh, we have a lot of contacts now in the US um, that I picked up when I was there, and also, um, also in, in in other countries too. So I've, I feel very fortunate to be able to do this, to be able to work as an actor, and to be able to run an agency, and to be able to work as a coach, and and open up a school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, we're doing all these things, and ultimately, um, it's 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 for the it's for the benefit of all actors. Because we love working with actors. Yeah, that that really does come across on, on definitely on your social media channels, um, you. in particular that you you very much stress that you don't have to be represented by yourself to actually mm. um, have some of the benefits from your agency, which I think oh is a, yeah, it's a lovely attitude. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, I know a lot of age. I know a lot of agents. Um, <clears throat> perhaps, perhaps the more slightly old school ones, and that's fine. I get it. But uh, you know, I always feel that there's there's that famous Bruce Springsteen saying, isn't there? Nobody wins unless everybody wins. Mm. And it's and and you know, we live in a sorry. We live. We work in an industry where scarcity is promoted we think that we have to get that agent we think we have to get that job and and all of this type of stuff but actually there is no scarcity because um there is so much work even now even now in times of covid and and, and all of this sorts of lockdown laws there is so much work um and you know there's you know the, there is no competition at all because everyone is so unique and you're absolutely right um you know what when you ask that question, Matt, you know, it's, we like to help actors who aren't signed with an agency and also actors that aren't signed generally at all, but, you know, either through our self-tape workshops, our agent one-to-ones, if we can offer advice and tips on, um, you know, headshots or um, showreels, for example. Um, recently, we've we've started um, Headshot Day, which is the 31st of January. Yes, 31st of January. Fantastic. Where we, um, yeah, where we retweet people's headshots that they tweet in, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. I love that. Danny, I was going to ask. Mm. Sorry, Matt, go on. Mm. No, no, after you, Christian, you go ahead. <clears throat> I was going to just ask quickly, as you were in America, what's the, because I was thinking about going there one sure, day. Sure, sure. But to be an actor over there, don't you need, I know you need a green card, but do you need other things to get insurance? Otherwise, you just can't. So here's the over. thing. Um, you don't. You don't actually need a green card. A green card is valid for 10 years, as you, as you probably know. Um, mm. But you are open to more projects if you have an O1, but that doesn't prevent you from getting any American projects, um, even if you don't have one. We've had some partners that have been booked on on um, on work in America, and they've, they've supplied them with a work visa for the, you know, just for the job, for example, you know, like a two-month yeah. work visa, things like that. And then they come back after two months. Um, I, you know, it's it helps productions if you have got your papers, if you have got your O one or your green card. But it's not a huge necessity because actually, if production like you and they think great, fantastic, then actually a two month visa isn't that much paperwork to do. Mm, okay. um, yeah, we we're doing. Um, a slight plug we're doing um an online actors retreat um the end of february which is five days and one of those sessions is with uh, my own attorney gil brito um and gil works specifically with actors in europe and you know the uk to um uh, advise um actors on you know productions in the us and you exactly what they'll need so that'd be a really good session if, if, if you're interested. Absolutely. I'm, I'm already booked on to actually one of the agent one-to-ones on that one. So I definitely. Oh, have you? Oh, when great. I was, yeah. When I, was, Which um, one? when I was looking up questions. Oh, at RPM. RPM. Memory? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my commercial agent. Jennifer's lovely. Yeah. Jennifer's yeah. so lovely. 
I'm really looking forward to that one because I, 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 you know, I looked on the, the website to obviously uh, write the specific questions we'd love to ask you, and then I just got drawn yeah. in by that. And then <laughs> thirty minutes later, I'm booked in. I'm ready to go. It was, um, it was really great. <laughs> Thanks, um, Matt. No worries. Um, well, union management, as you, you you sort of briefly touched on the um, the formation of it and how you got there. But what is what was the process like of setting up your own agency? Because it's very different working uh, as you know an agent's yeah. assistant and climbing a ladder at an existing agency. What's it like setting up a brand new agent? Um. At the time, I was doing, um, I was working part time in a call center, and just for you know, just for a month, and I, I just got friends, and you know, call centers are all full of actors. I just got friends from the call center. I said, oh, you know, are you rep? Do you want to join the agency? They're like, yeah, that's fine. In fact, three of, three of our partners are actually still with us from, from those days back in twenty fourteen, um, which is great. Um, and in between calls for, you know, somebody ringing up wanting to subscribe to some certain magazine or whatever it was, um, I'd get calls from casting. So I'd have to kind of be quite surreptitious because call centers can be notoriously, you know, no phones, no, 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 none of this, none of this. So I, so I, I, used, to, I used to put on a Scouse accent <laughs> and I used to kind of, I used to kind of make my... Um, the calls to the call center in the Scouse accent, and then actually, if if my work phone rang, I'd, I'd I kind of have to switch my accent to this accent I'm using now, which is my normal accent. So there was a degree of kind of you know juggling for about you know three or four weeks, which was quite fun until I got sacked for using you know being on my phone too much. Brilliant, oh, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I get in trouble. Well, I was I had a job. Um just doing some sort of gardening and stuff in between acting right. jobs. And yeah, I got in trouble for the phone and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, you say you want to work with actors as individuals, not one size fits all. Yes. How do you achieve that? Is it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I know because I know <clears throat> you, you work very closely with your actors and mm. other other agencies not to and, bad and i'd like to know actually what you meant by the one size fits all approach that you because you reference it on your website yeah so uh a lot of agencies operate a business model where they are um money orientated and that's i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i'm saying that's not that's not our approach you know, for example, they may operate a business model where they, the casting comes in, they may submit, you know, let's just say they submit 10 actors who have a rough age range to the age range that is being, um, is being cast. And they'll just throw anything at a wall to make it stick. And that's the, that's the kind of, that's the kind of business model of, we just want to get anyone in. It doesn't matter who, because we don't really care about you. We just want the money. And I'm not I'm not saying that's a that's a right thing or wrong thing, but we kind of a little bit more personal, where we'll kind of go okay, uh, and then we'll call, for example, casting, or we'll call production, and we'll say right, okay, what can we kind of have a conversation about this and da 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 da, da. and because we have a good relationship with um, <clears throat> a lot of casting offices, you know, we're in a position to be able to do that. And again, I, you know, as I say earlier on, I feel very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and if there are if if someone is absolutely bang on for the brief we'll just stay on the phone and we'll um instead of just submitting through spotlight which of course we do as well um i'll ring up 
you know, for example, Kate, Kate Bone or Carmel or, you know, Dan Hubbard or, you know, someone. And I'll say, you know, have a look at so-and-so and, 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 you know, we'll stay on the phone and then, and then I'll go, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's, you know, let's get this person in, mm. which is great. So, yeah. So like cutting out the middleman, so to speak. Um, sort of going direct been, to source. It's, it's being ninja. It's being a little bit yeah. ninja with our, um, with our, um, partners and actually kind of going, cause I, I feel that certainly I've, and I've, you know, I've, I've witnessed this, witnessed this myself in the last three or three or four years, there has been so many more agencies just popping up, certainly in London and, you know, casting can only go through so many agencies. Mm. Um, you know, you only have so much time um, to get, you know, to go through. So if you have a good relationship with a casting office, I mean, I spoke to uh, Lucinda Sison's office today for a, for a role in um, in a big production coming up, and and it, so if you, if you have a good relationship, that kind of takes a shortcut. And actually, casting offices and and you know showrunners and producers, um, they're always looking to make their job a little bit easier. I'm not saying that they won't look for for actors that are that they don't normally look for. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that in a in a in an industry where, for example, time may be a little bit more tight, uh, a little bit of a shortcut is appreciated. Yeah, I like that because we're often. I, I can't remember where I found the sort of quote or at least the um, methodology approach to auditions from, but it's almost like as an actor, you go in trying to be the answer to their problem. And you sort of right. mentioned that there, that that's what you're saying. You're trying to make it easier for them. And of course, that's yeah. going to be a, a more attractive proposition than maybe having to trawl through 600 submissions, maybe. I, I really like that approach. Yeah. And in actual fact, 600 submissions, that's very good. <laughs> Usually it's like 2000 plus. Oh, um, man. But yeah, it's, I mean, it, you know, and I'm not saying those figures to kind of depress actors I'm saying those figures to kind of think that, to to say that you know what, as actors we have to be a little bit smarter, and um, then you know, sometimes actors um, email and say, "Oh, I'll, I'll be right for this role or this role." We 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 just have to be a little bit smart with it. You know, do I have a relationship with that office? Do I, you know, can I realistically see myself in this role? Um, da 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 da. da. Um, and of course, there are a ton of actors. So, yeah, but, you know, there's no competition. There is no actual direct competition with us. We just think there is. Mm, yeah, just going and be the best version of yourself. And that's yeah, what you can really do. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You just mentioned about emails. What what makes a good email to an agent? And mm. then on the flip side, what's what's a bad one? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll... I'll start with a bad one, Christian. Yeah, quotes okay. are uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I took a picture of one. I, I sent it. To, I can't find it. Anyway, um, it was literally one that that, that doesn't personalise stuff. So it's like, hello, union management. That's a bad start. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we get ones that are just CC'd into all other agencies. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it happen it really happens. We get about just... <sighs> fifty-five applications a day on average. Um January, uh January to March, we get a lot more people. <clears throat> people tend to use the new year as a kind of time to to leave their agent um and uh, or or perhaps to look for an agent. 
Um, so things like that. Um, don't say things like, I've been, you know, acting is my dream and I've been acting since I was five or, you know, it's my dream to appear on the West End stage or, you know, I really want to act with blah, blah, some household name. Again, it comes back to being smart. So actually, research us. There are names are um, they're on our social media. They're on our website. Um, the two main agents, anyway, our assistants. I think I don't think our assistants are on there, but certainly the main agents are. And then just kind of do research into the agency and into the kind of work that they do. We specialize in film and TV, so not act, um, you know not all actors want to do film and TV. That's totally fine. We, but that being said, we do get applications in that say, <clears throat> you know, I'm a I'm a triple threat singer, dancer, and 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 actor, and I and I um, have a lot of musical theatre credits, and I really want to do musicals. We're not that kind of agency, mm. uh, for example. But yeah, I mean, in terms of a good email, you know, personalise it. If you have a recommendation, in, in other words, if one of our partners has recommended you. That's great because we live, we live, we work in an industry of relationships. If we think about it, like mm. we're all actors, casting directors, uh, showrunners, producers, directors. It's all about relationships. So if we can actually um, nurture those relationships, that's good. You know, we have emails um, of actors that first contacted us at the start of last year. And they're just tweaking a few things on their CV. They're just getting some extra footage. They're just, they're just doing a few things. So we don't necessarily um, work with people from the get-go, but we do. We are in conversation with actors just to kind of go, oh, you know what, I think you should do this first, then come back to us in a few months' time. Um, and I'm aware that not all agents do this um, too. But it's a web of trust. And... It is a web of trust. And as I said, it comes down to relationships. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to sort of um, ask this next question sort of mm. as, as a double header, really. Um, sure. Is there what you could describe as a union management actor, or at least what factors lead you into offering or not offering representation to someone? And then on that note, I was looking at, um, you know, I think when you go to an agent's website, it's always good to see, you know, the mm. submission page because every, you know, every agent's website guides and actor you know we know why you're here <laughs> this is what we need yeah. for you to submit to us and on your website you don't allow actors to submit unless they've unless they've got a show reel yes. why is that so important to you obviously because i presume it's because you're tv and film agency books and then what in your opinion makes a good show reel i know that's about five questions but i thought why not <laughs> no, Let's go for it. Right. no it's <laughs> fine <laughs> if i forget just just you know bring me back um will do so, will do <laughs> so in reverse what makes a good show reel you know, right now, obviously, we've had COVID, so we are, um, it doesn't really matter if you don't have a showreel, but as long as you have self-tapes, something shot at home, something, you know, a scene shot at home or something that you've done or blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, that's totally fine. Casting are accepting those. That is happening. Um, you know, it, it, what is, um, what makes a good showreel um I'd say variety, two scenes is enough. One minute, that's it, no longer. And I teach this in our self-tape workshops, but um, the key to a showreel is um, 
the smash and grab time. So this is the this is like you know the you know the first 15 20 seconds. This is the this is the version of you that is closest to who you are, and it's not necessarily shouting, screaming, or it's not necessarily um, speaking in a, in another language if you can speak another language or you know whatever. It's just you, because that is the widest choice of car for, you know widest choice for casting. Then after that one scene, then you can afford to be then you can afford to kind of go out a little bit. Um, and you know, two, as I said, two scenes are enough. That's okay. Um, that's what makes a good show real. And no montages, no quick edits. You know, we you know we know you can open the door uh, or whatever. Um, sorry, what was the next question? I knew. See, I knew I bombarded you had to have that. It's my mistake. I yap death. and I yap and I yap. I apologise. Um, uh, I, I, I wondered if there was what you could describe as a union manager oh, yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good question. Okay. Okay. It's. I'm very much into. Okay. I'm. I'm going to kind of go around the houses with this answer, but then it will kind of all draw back. Um, so I'm very much into personal development. I'm very much into um, inner growth and actually always coming back to myself. I like, I teach meditation. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I read a lot of books. I, you know, my, one of my ideal dinner party guests are people like Brenny Brown and Oprah Winfrey and Eckhart Tolle, you know, so um that philosophy drip feeds into the agency because it has to i don't compartmentalize my life i it has to and it's a very heart-centered approach to the agency you know i'm also a coach as well and with with the school that me and my colleague are opening up in in london and and uh, los angeles you know that will be a, a core component of the agency so is there a typical union client Someone that a lot of my partners, because you know we call them partners, it's the same same thing. A lot of a lot of our partners are um, kind of interested, have a vested interest in in um, in that side of things. They're not necessarily um, kind of like all the way, you know, going all the way, but actually there is something there, and certainly. Um, we we manage and, and look after a lot of <clears throat> what what you would call character actors or what what was traditionally called character actors which of course now could be leading actors but um we have a lot of characters on our books <clears throat> as well i think i answered that yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, you definitely did. I, I was I was wrapped in the answer. I was asked. I don't want to interrupt you and just talk no, no, again. I'll, I'll hand over the next question to to Christian. I think I think everyone's heard enough of my voice for at least two minutes. So I'll I'll sit back. I know I have. No, I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, um, can you tell us more about your online actors retreat? I yes. know you did you, you did two in twenty twenty. You did. Yes. I know you're doing another one this year as well. But how do you? What is it specifically and how did you set it up? Yeah, brilliant question, Christian. Um, so basically, if anyone is is interested in connecting with um, casting, agents, managers, industry professionals like, um, as I said earlier on, Gil, 
uh, my attorney or um, accent coach Chris Lang or Kim Jackson or Bonnie Gillespie. Um, this is this is like the a really inexpensive way to do it. Otherwise, you'd have to go to LA. Um, mm. And as no one can fly, no one can fly right now. That's that's fine. Um, and basically, it it is exactly that. It's connections. It's relationships. You know, Matthew, you said that you were doing the RPM, which is wonderful because Jennifer is so lovely and Jennifer remembers everyone. So you do the session with Jennifer, you know, we send you the sides, da, 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 it's a live thing. And then actually then you might email her, you know, when we can all fly again, you might email and say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in LA in, you know, two months time. Can we have a coffee? Yeah, we can have a coffee. And that's all it is. Um, and it's really, really simple. So if you were interested in in connecting more with um, these people in the US, I think we have six casting directors, six or seven casting directors. Uh, and the other, other, as I said, other in, industry professionals, the website is online, onlineactorsretreat.co.uk. I had to remember that name. Um, and, there, and, you know, there are bundle tickets you can buy if you wanted to do more than one. It kind of works out a bit more cost effective or you can just do the one-offs. That's totally fine too. Um, but it's something that, you know, we have a lot of um, contacts in both New York and LA and um, it kind of, it's, it's a natural extension of, of where we're going as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'd love to um, quickly talk about, you know, you said earlier that we're in an industry of relationships and yeah. you speak about developing those and promotion and promoting yourself. Networking seems to be one of your you know, strengths at union. Um, how do you go about doing that as an agency and what would you recommend actors do or maybe other agents? Cause you mentioned all these agents that are starting up, but how do you develop these contacts? How do you go about it? Because it's, you know, so many times we just get told, you know, email people and it seems so vague. It seems like, you know, the email will get even, even if you're personable, as you say, you get 50 submissions a day on a quiet day. Mm. So yeah. most of the time you're sort of lost in the ether. How do you develop these reliable connections with people? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so there are, you know, there are those, uh, there are a lot of um, online online workshops, online stuff. Um, I, le- I know a lot of casting directors do them. Sophie Holland, um, for example, Andy Pryor, um, uh, Suzanne Smith. I know that the, um, what do you call it, Surviving, is it called Surviving Actors? Uh, I'm not sure. And, uh, I know they do one as well, um, you know, that you know that hold these workshops. And also Mixing Networks do like an online thing as well. And they're great for meeting people. Um, but you're absolutely right. Sometimes sometimes emails can be quite quite general and can be like, oh, you know. But again, we have to think we have to think a little bit more ninja like. So a big I'd be quite hesitant if I say this. I've always been resistant to the idea of um actors getting um you know 400 casting director emails and going right i'm going to send i've sent out 400 casting director emails right uh, you know in one bump and then to me that's a little bit um of a waste of energy because not all casting directors will be looking for you and you have to be a little bit more ninja about the people that you um the people that you want to approach, the the kind of projects that 
certain people are casting, whether it's certain certain shows or you know, you know certain you know certain productions. Um, you know that there's going to be other seasons of certain shows, and kind of go, oh, okay, great, I love this show. Maybe I could, um, maybe I could shoot something that could fit well in with that particular show's brand. And it mm. does come down to, it does come down to a little bit of branding. So, yeah, yeah, mm. I like that because I, I I always look at the um the audition story of um. Tom Holland when he auditioned in America for Spider-Man oh, yeah. one of the one of the ways he got the job is because he trained as a you know trained heavily in musical theatre doing Billy Elliot and stuff like that in gymnastics that he started the camera audition by front flipping into the into the frame <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you know Perfect. do you know what I mean that's that's the way yeah. to be ninja and be specific to the thing because I've always struggled sometimes with you know yes trying to work out what types of things people cast yes looking at theatres and their new seasons and thinking okay maybe this play maybe this play maybe this but sometimes yeah. when you don't get the breakdowns and it's an untitled project and mm-hmm. then you don't know <laughs> when they're going to be casting it it's so difficult sometimes to get it like I know a lot of it is just right place right time you have yeah, to send that email at the right time but yeah um yeah it's that it's it's trying to find the detail that will lead you to making that work, as you say, at those specific. Um... You know what? I'm so pleased you said that, and that, and that's a really good um, anecdote about Tom Holland as well, um, who was, by the way, was great at Spider Man. Um, He's brilliant. Um, but um, the late Steve Jobs had a saying that you can't connect the dots going forward; you have to connect the dots in your life going backwards. Mm. So, um, you know. Before he set up Apple computers, he did an evening course at his local college in calligraphy. And at the time, he was just messing around in his garage on, you know, on, you know, just building computers. And then when he set up Apple, he was the first person to use calligraphy on the first Apple computer. No one else had done it before. No one else had thought about it. And actually, that completely makes sense for that. That he he used those skills. Actors can do exactly the same thing. You mentioned about Tom Holland doing gymnastics and um, MT work, but also casting directors. If you look at the stuff that they are casting, that some some of the previous work, IMDb Pro, um, you know the uh, CDG website, or you know etc. Uh, etc. Et or um, CSA in in, in America. Um, you know you can kind of see people see these and you can kind of go ah oh, okay that's the kind of stuff that you like to work on that's the kind of stuff that you like to to, to you know to do whether it's independent film whether it's drama whether whether it's um soaps whether it's you know etc 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 um so you can kind of work backwards a little bit and kind of go oh okay you know what this is where i'd like to position myself i'm not saying that's completely set in stone because obviously work is work and casting directors will work across a wide range of projects but of course, it comes down then to to contacts and everything, and you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So important to know who you are and where you're going. I know you um, you've mentioned online that you've worked with American acting coach Anthony Mendel. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I love him. Um, he's he's coming on the show actually. Oh um, great! Yeah. yeah, but I I go to his classes in London every week. Well, pre COVID. Um, what is it what do you like about the way he works I know you do meditation I know he's Mm. very into that and being in the present moment which Mm -hmm. obviously helps with acting you know um by the way who's your teacher there Christian uh Maddie oh Maddie yeah yeah yeah. we rep Maddie 
I trained with Maddie at AMAW. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll have to mention to her. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. So they're, they're actually doing um, online classes. I didn't do the last month, um, yes. but they're doing that, which is cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. So, yes, um, you know, it's about getting out of your head and into mm. your body more, as you know. And it's, it's you know, I, I would always recommend AMAW work to, to anyone because it's cheap therapy. Um, yeah. And it's, um, it is. you know... Having, having worked with Tony, having worked with a um, wide range of AMAW teachers, um, you know, it, it's that whole philosophy about trusting, trusting yourself, trusting your scene partner. You know, we're all enough. We're all, we're all kind of coming to a degree into this industry with some kind of scarcity, some kind of feelings of not enough or some kind of feelings of having to prove ourselves or um, something like that. And actually, it doesn't actually matter. Nothing matters. You know, whether you're 18 or whether you're 80. If you've ever been to a traditional, in abbreviation marks, drama school, or if you haven't, it doesn't actually matter. Because what I, well, the only thing that matters is if the scene is truthful or not. Casting directors don't care where you trained. They don't care if you went to, if you did three years at Central School of Speech and Drama or you did, you know, three weeks in wherever. Because actually, if your headshots scream the role and your and your um, show rule screams the role, that's it. You'll be called in. You know, so it doesn't actually matter. But the, another reason why I like AMAW is because the sense of community. I go to AMAW, but also um, BGB in, in the US as well. Again, all online. But it's, you know, it's exactly the same. Just getting out of your head. And just knowing that... Um, there are, there are no wrong choices. There are stronger choices, but there are no wrong choices. And of course, as you know, um, Christian from um, from Tony's books, you know, um, you know, this is the kind of underlying message all the way through. Yeah, yeah, he's really incredible. Yeah. You 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 mentioned Danny. You was talking about you know going on IMDb Pro or the CDG website and things, or looking at people's. Um, cvs that you you know you want to emulate and uh, there are so many aspects to a cv like we'll, we'll take a sort of traditional spotlight one for example so you've got you know you've got your headshots you've got your uh, show reel or your voice reel you've got your credits you've got your skills you've got so many different things and you get told to do that you get told to invest in all those areas or maybe make a website or any number of different things what would you recommend actors invest in first because obviously ideally we'd all love to have enough money to do everything and yeah. change your headshots and share every year it'd be glorious but we don't what would you recommend people do first or just a general approach in setting up your cv and setting in what you send out to agents or casting directors or whatever yeah that's a great question um your headshot is your calling card and it's the thing that's going to make casting directors remember you. Um, and a lot of actors make the mistake of um, not putting enough importance on the headshot. Because especially especially if an, a casting director doesn't know you. So for example, okay, so if you um, email someone you don't know and your headshots aren't great, then they're less likely to kind of call you in. So when agents, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but when agents and uh, managers, for example, submit on the link, um, underneath each uh, name of the character, 
you'll have everyone's headshots. It could be a thousand, fifteen hundred headshots, however many headshots, and then and then you have the little box underneath that you write in. So your headshot is thumbnail size. Now, of course, a good casting director will go through submissions, but often time, more often than not, time is tight, and and then if because time is tight, they'll go. I don't know this person. I don't know this agency. So who do I have a good relationship with? This this person and this agency, because they're also on brief as well, you know. Um, so for example, uh, you know there are certain colours that suit you, certain 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 kind of things. So in a really long answer to your question, I would say um, I would say the the thing to invest. If you're going to invest in anything, first of all, is good headshots. Um, yeah. We have had actors called in, um, and also actors that are not rep by us, because we do again, we do have a really, really good memory. Um, so we have submitted actors that don't have a show reel, that have just had some really, really good, good headshots, and they've been seen by um, some really big casting director names. So yeah, that's what I would say. I would say headshots. Yeah, but do, do you have any advice on? Um, you sort of mentioned, you know, colours and things like that about mm. what would make a good headshot then, or or you know, because as you say, people look at six hundred or whatever <laughs> minimum, as you say, uh, for mm. submissions, and because um, yeah. sometimes they say, you know, make your headshot stand out, but then if you stand out too much, then you'll look weird. Or do you know what I mean? There are these sort of worries that people have. What how? What would you think is a good headshot from an agent's I, perspective? I think um, there are there are obviously, as you know, like hundreds of headshot photographers. Um, but one guy that I work with a lot, and his organisation um, is Robin Savage. I don't know if you've, you've heard of Robin, but he, Robin um, on his website, I think it's RobinSavage.co.uk. I think, um, but he he has a whole um, kind of blurb on his website about colors that suit you what to bring what to wear um and you know not just robin but <clears throat> you know many others in his organization i think he um he runs a he runs an organization with photographers all of those people they really care about actors getting the job genuinely um but and of course there are many many more i'm not just saying his name because i recommend him but i'm saying that there are a lot of other uh, photographers as, as well and it all, it all kind of ekes into your brand. It all kind of ekes into to who you are. Um, you know, we live in a visual medium. We are, we, we, we um, you know, when we see someone in the street, we are unconsciously making decisions about this person, especially if we don't know them. Um, and, that's, and that's the thing. We see someone before they speak. So if we can kind of go, oh, you know what? This is a person that, likes to wear their hair like this and they like to wear these big earrings or they like to you know wear these big shirts or something something that's that's quintessentially you and it's really on brand i think the mistake a lot of actors make um is being too vague being too um oh i can do this and 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 i'm not saying that you can't do that but what I'm saying is you make it easy for casting directors to kind of go, oh, my God, yes, this person, I can really see this person in this role. Um, but, of course, casting do look beyond that. But, again, it comes back to um, time and it comes back to, um, you know, 
one of your strongest brands, one of your strongest archetypes. And there are, yeah. You know, yeah so. No, that, 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 I, I agree with you on, on that front. I remember my agent speaking to me about, you know, sort of trying to answer the question, what do you think you can do better than anyone else? And let's mm. put that forward because, you know, if you want you know, saying that, oh, I can do a good Northern accent's great, but, you know, they'll get someone from Yorkshire or, you know, or sometimes it might come up where you could get that role. That was a bad example. But, you know, if you've got yeah. a hobby that you're particularly talented at that no one else can do, you never know when that weird commercial for Rubik's Cubes might come up or, <laughs> or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Are you into Rubik's Cubes, Matt? Is that what uh, you're saying? Absolutely not. No, I'm fine. That's fine. For that. <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s. It's fine. I, I, I used to love Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> but do you know what I mean, though? Those types yeah, yeah. of... Um, you, you mentioned it there about, you know, one of your strongest archetypes, you know, going, doubling down on what can you do? Because being yeah. a jack of all trades is almost useless, I feel. This is the thing, and this is what Bonnie... Um, we'll talk about Bonnie Gillespie, and, and we have a conversation with her. Um, being a jack of all trades is is a road to kind of not getting much. I'm not saying, as I said before, I'm not saying you can't do a lot of things, but I'm saying that actually it's much better, especially when you're not known to many um, casting offices or or you want to get in with certain casting casting offices. Until casting directors know what you can do, it's really so much better to be much more specific this is me this this is me this is i'm i'm brand and of course of course the whole branding um kind of philosophy comes from america um they embraced it many many years ago and you know now it's just like yeah great this person boom i can see this person do this this or this yeah i'd be really interested to hear your thoughts then on actors promoting on instagram i know i don't really do it much i put my show reel up Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, spotlight link and things like that. But I know I've got some American friends that, like you say, they're always on it posting work they're doing and shots of them behind the camera and things like that. I don't. Yeah. I mean, is that too much? Or? No, I think it's fine. I don't. You know, some of the most successful partners that we have are not on social media at all. Um, hmm. And, the, you know, they don't have a website. I know you mentioned uh, webs- uh, having a website earlier on. I don't feel you need to do that. Um, as a business, we have to be on Instagram. My um, my, my personal Instagram is also on Instagram. My personal Instagram is also on Instagram. That doesn't make sense. I am also <laughs> personally on Instagram as as Danny Steele. But you know, it's it's um, I connect with people that way round. I I I kind of like Instagram. I like it. And, you know, uh, like you guys, you know, we, we post a lot of stuff as well. We do a lot of IG live conversations, a lot, a lot of kind of inspirational quotes. Um, so I feel sometimes as an actor, sometimes you can get into a bit of a funk. So we sometimes we use it as a kind of, oh, you know what? It's OK. You know, if you want to stay in bed, if you're in a funk or if you're doing really well, that's OK, too. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to um, sort of finish today, um, sort of partly go back to what you said about Steve Jobs with the, you know, you can only connect the dots when when looking behind, when looking in the mm. past. Um, how has the past year and a bit, you know, without going into depth about stuff, we just we've heard too much about um, <laughs> how have these events changed the industry from an agent's perspective? And actually, you know, we're looking for them. Have there been any positive changes? If so, what? 
That's a great question, Matt. Um, so when uh, COVID first uh, appeared, um, March last year, um, agencies, casting offices, um, pretty much everyone just shut down for, I mean, we were pretty dead for six weeks, maybe seven weeks. And then things were happening again. Um, and the UK film industry, the UK advertising industry um, and the television industry were very quick. I would say much quicker than the US, much, much quicker in terms of, you know what, let's let's find a way to make this work. And they were much faster than the government. I don't really want to, want to get, get into politics here, but they were much <laughs> faster with um, things like, okay, well, look, we need to have less crew. We need to have a COVID, um, at least one COVID um, uh, person on set at all times. Everyone tested every other day on set, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's been the case since last summer. Things are happening. Productions are happening. We've Since last summer, we've had people, we've had partners booked um, on some really, really big, well-known productions and stuff coming up. Um, And jobs are happening. Things are being cast. I think that... Um, I was reading yesterday, I think, was it on stage and screen? or was it, I think it was in stage and screen magazine about, um, you know, you, you have to take, you have to take a COVID test and test negative, obviously. Um, oh no, you also have to quarantine for 10 days if you're working in film and TV, but we knew that anyway, if you come into this country as well, but we knew that anyway. Um, so essentially it hasn't really changed. Um, yeah, we've just been very busy as an, as an agency, and I appreciate that some agents aren't as busy, uh, and some agencies are busier. So, yeah, I, I, it hasn't massively changed apart from those six, seven weeks uh, last year. That's, that's nice in a way that we get to, you know, so many people are using this as a way to go, oh, what's changed, what's new, but there's some comfort in the, in the familiar yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... Um, as, as long as everyone knows that things will take a little bit longer because, um, you know, if someone's booked on a job, oh, great, well, we need to get them a COVID test uh, and then they'll be tested every other day, then they're on set and then they have to have in, and then insurance, you know. And um, as I said, things are being made. And right now, people want content. People want answers. People that are not actors want to make sense of what's going on. They want to make sense of if they've lost loved ones or if, even if they haven't, if everyone worldwide has been affected. And this is an opportunity to write something to, to even if it's a short film, if it's a monologue, if it's a, a scene or something. And we, as artists, we are, it's our job to make people feel and, you know, when we go to the cinema, when they're opening, when we go to the theatre, this is what we do as, 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 as these kind of audience. We're like, oh, my God, I can, I can feel this person. So this is something that affects everyone worldwide. So it's just an opportunity for people to kind of think about it in those terms, to kind mm. of go, OK, great. How can I make this situation that, of course, it's been a complete, can I swear? On this go for thing? it. Let's go. Of course, it's been a complete clusterfuck. But at the same time. It's like you have to make opportunities out of out of what you've got, and these are what people are doing right now. Mm. 
I like that that idea of making opportunities and um, yeah. you know sometimes you might not feel up to it that day and that's okay but that that, yeah, yeah. that yeah. attitude of going forward and making your work and just you know going back to what because when this all kicked off the first people thing that people did was turn to their TVs and to listen yeah. to music and to read a book and to watch a stream of a theatre show whatever it might be and I think yeah. that idea of making opportunities and moving on is, is a is a great way to close out this evening Danny so uh, really thank, thank you so much for, uh, you so for much coming on today thank you thank you thank you thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast we hope you enjoyed it and learned something we look forward to having you back in the room very very soon